Welcome to Until It's Gone, a podcast where the conversation ends when the coffee runs out. This podcast is hosted by Cole Hammontree and Nate Morris, two dudes from Grand Rapids, Michigan, who love coffee and love Jesus. We hope and pray that this podcast will encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. Now, join us over a cup of coffee as we chat until it's gone. I like vibrated three times. That cheers. I know. It was like one of those magnets that you push together and like, <laughs> just didn't want to let go. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They, they used to sure. have the ones that were like beans. The pill shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those They're were the like, best. I'd always, we'd always get those at the book fair. Dude, yeah. You remember Scholastic? that? Scholastic? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, man. the book fair. A wave of nostalgia just I can I can do, smell the smensels. Do, <laughs> do they still do that? I think so. They would give you like erasers like a mile long. Man, I hope they still do like that. Like those they look they look like fruit by the foot. Yeah. Like Twizzlers. Pull and peel. You remember Smensels? Yeah. Good times. What a I loved Smensels. Those were what great. a crazy time to Did be. Did you alive. ever get the squishy eraser topper animals? Not from the book fair. This was just an elementary school thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I still have all of mine. Do you know what this reminds me of? In fourth grade, I got in trouble for starting a store in school because I would find cool erasers and sell them to the other kids. Nice. I would like, I would either get them from uh, like the book fair or something, or I'd find them on the ground. And like, <laughs> I literally was selling stuff and I made like- For how much? What, what no, would like, you like know, sell like, them for? Like a buck or like 50 cents. I made like 25 bucks as a fourth grader. Nice. And was and then my mom made me give it all back. I said, why? You were wa- making bank. I, they wanted the erasers, ma. Yeah. I was doing them a service. I'm providing a service. A good or a service. Yeah. So that was me as a fourth grader running my own illegal job. <laughs> and just the business guy that you are just that early on. Out of, out of those desks that you had to open. Yeah. <laughs> What else? What else? I'm trying to think. There was Bakugan. I still had a, I still had a name tag on my desk. Did you? When like the setup grade. ones? No, in fourth grade, like you would like it would be like taped on your desk the first day of school. Oh yeah. Did, yeah. did you have that? No, we we would like make them the fold up ones, yeah, and I mean, then we had them in a folder. Probably depends on the teacher. We had a we had a class store where our teacher printed like bucks with like her face on it. And we could like, I forget, there were certain things that we could do, but. Sounds like communism. Kind of. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was a good time. We loved that. And you could like, you could kind of get some serious prizes from that. Just from behaving well? Yeah, it was from behaving well. It, but then you could also like trade in like certain like things that you would do during class for like bucks. It's interesting. Hmm. What were What were the big like fad things for you guys in elementary school like ours was like silly bands and bakugan and oh man i'd have to think pokemon which all inevitably get banned at some point or another (laughs) because kids trade it and then the parents get upset because 
parents bought the things for the kids and then the kids trade it. What's so wrong with kids trading? <laughs> Maybe once I buy stuff, I'll get pissed about it. My kids yeah. giving it away. <laughs> it's like, you traded for that, yeah, Jimmy. Right. Really? Jimmy, you couldn't have traded up. <laughs> you traded down. Traded down. <laughs> it's not even rare. It's a common thing. Jimmy, that was a, that was worth $25 and you traded for a $1. I liked it. Meanwhile, there's another kid like trading up to a car. Planty. <laughs> His dad's got him on a trade up to a car program. Yeah, from right. A paperclip. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Trade up to a car? No, like the paperclip thing where you start with a paperclip and you see what you can end up with. No, but I, I, th- I feel like I could go far. That was my first youth group experience. We did that downtown Rockford and it was great. I forget what we ended What'd up with. What'd you get? Oh, it, was, it was something significant. I want to say it was like a pair of skis or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We literally just went door to door, started with a paperclip and traded our way. You can do that when you're not an adult. Right. When, when you're, you're innocent. When you're, yeah. When you're an adult going door to door, they're like, I don't want it. <laughs> when you're a kid, they're like, how can I help you? Yeah. Can you, can you, can, can you take, can you take the, pap- the have paper, the paperclip? Have you ever had a dream? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What do you say when you're flying or something? Yeah. Right. When you're when you're flying in your in your we're gonna get copyright. Stop it! What an intro. We're here. Love that. We're here. We're back. Two weeks. Hey guys, we're back. It's not like we took a hiatus, but I never posted episode six. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll post it after this. Yeah, yeah. I just thought about that. There's there there might be like two people that are like. Maybe. Yeah, Amanda, I mean, she was like, is it really a big deal if you don't? I'm like, probably not. But to me, like, yeah. Yeah, like, right. I, like, I For the principle it of it. Yeah, and eventually, like, who, who knows? If you're not consistent, then you don't breach trust. Like, comment, subscribe for a live podcast. Live stream. Oh, dude, we, we actually have been talking about, well, video. And, um, that is coming and maybe we'll do like a poll and just see what you guys are interested as far as like format goes on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, we're interested in adding video, getting that up on YouTube. If you guys like to consume your podcast there, even if we start posting the audio podcast on YouTube, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be too big of a deal. Just like throw it with like the cover in the meantime, but, um, potentially doing like live episodes every once in a while where we're live streaming. Uh, once, once we have more people interested in listening, I guess. Yeah. Uh, It'd but be let cool. us know if you guys are interested. If we have like five people, we'd probably do it. Yeah. Do, uh, either probably YouTube live. I think that'd be awesome. Either that or Twitch. Uh, but we'll figure it out. We're, uh, Twitch. It's exciting. I'm stoked. Yeah. It's been great. And, um, again, thank you guys for all the, all the feedback. We're, really excited to continue this year and uh we have so many ideas cole and yes. i were uh talking on saturday like oh shoot we're recording monday like what are we recording about mm-hmm. and we kind of just like talked through a bunch of stuff and we have all these ideas in the queue for you guys that we're so excited about but um yeah we're, we're having some awesome guests coming up yes which is really exciting so stoked that's gonna be awesome i'm excited for those conversations great yeah. people Absolutely. People who our audience probably knows. Yeah, that that'll probably yeah, that'll probably happen. Yeah. A lot. 
especially at the beginning. But right. Yeah, we're just excited to get some other perspectives on and Cole and we'll kind of probably explain this when we set up for the guests, but our goal is to host with the guests their con- like their ideas mm-hmm. and we're not bringing a topic to them, we're asking them what they want to talk about. Yep. So, we want to hear what what's on their hearts. So hopefully that'll be an interesting mix up between the normal stuff. Right. Where it's just you and I. And those will probably be being, longer episodes. We haven't figured out if those are going to be um, a single episode or split it into two parts because it could very easily be hour long or more. So, Right. And maybe we'll do another poll on that just to see if you guys would prefer one or two parters. I've heard both yeah. from people. I've I, heard like... Well, because it's tough, right? Because the shorter, the short form content is great for people who are always on the go and might not have the time. But the people that have like a longer commute or podcasts at the gym are their thing. It's like they enjoy the hour... 30, so they're not listening to three different podcasts. So it's tough to hit both demographics, but we're here. It's kind of, at this point, it's kind of just whatever we want to do, which is nice. Freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I'm having a day this morning. Yep. I'm, I'm having a good day. Yep. That was great. Good, good start to Monday. Good start to the week. It's snowing outside. It looks fantastic looks great it's valentine's day Shoot. i just remembered <laughs> it's a good thing this isn't live <laughs> good, good thing i got up before amanda <laughs> amanda i love you it's a good thing this comes out two weeks later amanda happy valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny if I didn't tell her and she heard on the podcast two weeks later. Two weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) You did nothing. No, Valentine's Day, don't even get me started about it. Don't even get me started. Last night, we wanted to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Mm -hmm. Last night, um, yeah, we were, I mean, I was up a little bit late. You were up later probably than normal for Mm -hmm. how early we get going. Yep. But uh, yeah, we watched the Super Bowl. Great game. So happy for Matt Staffy. Yes. Just called him Matt Staffy. I saw a meme that was like, Matthew Stafford and Eminem is the closest the Lions will ever be to the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> Detroit would ever be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So funny. No. Um, what do you think about the halftime show? Ah, uh, I thought from a, I don't know, just a musical directing standpoint. I didn't really enjoy the set. I thought it was a little like lackluster and like. I was thinking about the audience and how only half of the audience, which I mean, usually the shows are directed at one half of the stadium, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that happens every year. So I feel like there's room to like actually do a good performance. Like I think the performance just, it just wasn't there for me. I did appreciate that they were actually singing for most of it. It looked, that's what it looked like to me, but I liked, so, to say the things that I did like about it, I liked the, uh, I liked Snoop Dogg dancing on the top of the roof. That was hilarious. That was my favorite part of the entire thing. I just liked, I just wanted to watch him just vibe out on the top by (laughs) himself. I didn't care what anyone else was doing, really. I just wanted to see Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm an audio guy, but like the fake soundboard was pretty off-putting to me. I I just, I I laughed so hard. 
Dr. Dre was like Dre pretending to like going off. vibe out over like white paper soundboard. Yeah, like a super thin. I don't know. Like that didn't, I mean, and you probably couldn't even tell from the audio, but or the, from the stands and stuff, but from down there, they're like trying For to sure. have him like look like the producer and stuff. Right. But I don't know. They had him like turn the opposite way too. That's fine. Whatever. Yep. I liked, I like it better when, and this is probably just a personal preference anyways, as, as far as music in general, is I like it better when it's more just like less of the crazy big show and more like, I, I love just like a light show and like mm-hmm. let them do their thing. Right. For sure. Which is probably not like nature to pop music in general. Right. Um, or just something that massive. Because the energy has to be there. Yeah, but then, but then, like the music is like the focus, you right? Know? And right. and if the music has the energy, then it's fine. I liked, I did like the fact that, like, yeah, they were actually rapping. That they like, I, I really the talent appreciated that. of those people. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Um, compared to some years, like it's just not that I'm a suit. Not that I even watch the halftime show every time, especially depending on who's doing it. Yep. Um. What I did, what I don't appreciate about it in general is just like, like Amada's women dancing. Yes, I just it just makes everybody uncomfortable. Yep, um, that's that's what I was like, kind of waiting for, and then I forget who I don't even know his name. Uh, it was after Dre and Snoop. It was the only other one, only other male guy besides Kendrick Lamar. I can't, fifty cent. Yeah, I was just like that. That's when it like went really like downhill for me as far as that oh goes, in the room as, yeah in the room yeah or whatever yeah i like i just grabbed my phone and was like all right i did like, too i don't know like they I, it just ruins it if it like it feels like there always has to be something like sexual like suggestive for on sure. there it's like but i guess that's also like i don't know what you would expect yeah you know and that was a conversation right. man and i had and it was like yeah it's frustrating but like I feel like there's a scripture um, that says, like, what would you expect from people who don't know the Lord? Like, you can't mm-hmm. you can't expect them to be at the same standards that you are. And the reason that I don't like watching that is because I'm trying to protect my eyes yes. and protect my heart. Exactly. So why would I expect people to do that? If for you. If they're in, well, yes, but also for themselves. Right. If their entire hope is in this world and they're just looking for pleasure. Right. And, like, and sexual expression. If yeah. that's the end of their existence. Playing to the masses and playing to what culture wants and what culture has said about dressing modestly uh, or lack yeah. thereof. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I I had a good time watching Snoop. It was good. Snoop just I, like dance on the roof. And then I, when it yeah. moved on from there, I was disinterested. Yeah. But. I appreciate, um, I do appreciate like the culture of it. Like that's kind of like a massive thing to see like Snoop and Dre and 50 cent just because of, you know who he is I mean, like all i appreciate people, it you yeah know? i appreciate that and i know that like that's a big thing for hip-hop and right like i i did see like oh that's the first time that hip-hop headlined right the halftime show right. i was like that's great yep um the things i don't appreciate about hip-hop are like in probably any music is is like just like themes you know mm-hmm. yeah um and I, it's not even that I necessarily liked what Snoop was saying. It's just, right. He's just a funny dude. He is funny. Just a sly guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's so relaxed all the time and just like, he's just doing his own thing. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I love, I just love watching people vibe out like that. I, I did. I'm a, I'm not a massive Eminem fan or anything, but I also did appreciate him just being there. Like, I think 
as he's done so much. Well, he's know? also a Dre guy too. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Well, he's done stuff with all of those people. But his first break was with Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I have a lot of respect for him individually. I I love I do enjoy Eminem's music. Um, but just for just for him, I think he's kind of a cool guy too. I think I think he can almost kind of walk that line. I mean, some of his stuff is like pretty raunchy, but for M being who he is, being a Detroit guy, I don't know. I'm like, yeah. What do you expect? I'll get behind him. Yeah, it's hard. You want to like support the person, but not the... Right. Well, and from just even taking off appreciating M for who he is, just what he's done for music, what he's done like for hip hop, and just the impact that he's made in that in that sphere of music has been. I mean, how many people have taken like inspiration from him? I mean, along with Snoop and Dre and all of those people, but it's like, man, Eminem's like such a big name to like see him there. It was just kind of cool. Those are definitely like the positives. Like I, yeah, like there were positives for me. I enjoyed watching a lot of it. It's just like those. Like it's just like man, why do you have oh, to absolutely. throw in like that crap? I know. Well, I mean, that's that's how it's been. I mean, it happens. Yeah, every year it's yeah, like, okay, like right. when am I going to have to close my eyes? Right. Exactly. Like, and that's yeah. And then if tough. you say like it makes you uncomfortable, people are like, you like bigoted, like misogynistic, right. like you don't want people to express their sexuality. It's like kind of like like I d- I think sexuality is supposed to be private. Right. <laughs> yep. Like, period. period. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, why do you need to do that? So you feel good about yourself? Right. Yeah. Like, Is it an attention attention grab? Oh, I mean, you know, that's what it all is. For sure. Anyways. I'm with you. Yeah. I I liked the, uh, I liked the music. Well, to a degree, but. Mm -hmm. It, It was, I don't know. I thought it was refreshing, even from like a, like a New Year's Eve where everyone is just like limps, lip syncing. It's like, I did appreciate that. And it, I think, again, I think it's, I think every year, I don't know. Cause there's been years where they've done really crazy stuff with drones and like doing all of that stuff and people like coming in like from the roof and things like that. And I feel like because, I mean, there's gotta be some people out there that, kind of go to the Super Bowl maybe more for the halftime show because of the big artists that headline it. But it's not like a it's not a Do you hear them do like two songs? It's yeah. So funny. Right. So it's like, okay, we're gonna play a couple of the hits and like maybe like one or two songs that like aren't as big. But it's gotta be more, I think, for the performance because it's such a short time slot. Like it's not like a full concert. And so for that reason, it's like, let's make something that like wows people with the small amount of time that we have. And like, let's up production value for that. And and I didn't. Yeah. And like by nature, I guess there's only so much you can do with hip hop, like as far as that goes. Um, for sure. Like, to, I think they were trying to like make it nostalgic. Yeah. It right? was a, and, it was a going yeah. back to the roots. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. They probably just spent all their money on paying the artists. Yeah. Well, did you see Anderson Pack was drumming? I did. That was really cool. I actually did notice he that. was he was grooving. He was yeah. loving it. Yeah. I noticed he had two snares and his left one was an acrylite and I was like Sick. 
I have an acolyte. <laughs> I told Amanda that I was like, I have that snare drum. She's like, <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I like, like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that was yeah. Cool. No, that it was. It's always interesting to watch. I don't really can like people that know me. I don't know. It's weird to say, but um, I don't really consume a lot of pop culture in general. It's true. Like I, I, I feel and it's kind of weird because it's, it's like true. I'm in such a like a media, you know, world, world. Yeah, and and so like it's weird that I don't follow up on all the like pop artists and like watch all the new shows all the time and but sometimes yeah. i feel like overloaded by it and like I, like overwhelmed yeah and i also know myself and i know that like i'm also very easily entertained so like if i watch something i like i know that i like i'm you know like i'm watching it and i i, I kind of only focus on one thing at a time so it's like i'm focusing on this right so like i found that i have to be careful with what i watch Yep. You know. Yep. Like if I'm watching a show that has like sexual themes every day and I get to season 14, I just realize that oh shoot, I'm having thoughts that I didn't have before this I was watching the show. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's in like obviously there's like a level of conscious for everybody. Um Yeah, I've just found that for me that's been No, I think that's extremely valid. There was a uh spirituality in film history was a class that I took at Cornerstone. Um, Cam Lewis, shout out, great guy, love you, Cam. He uh, he was a great professor all around, but for that class, it was it was really cool uh, to dive into those things. But that's that's one of the things that we touched on, um, and it's like, I mean, it's such a strong biblical principle: protect your eyes because uh, they're that window into your psyche, into your heart. What comes in your eyes comes goes to your heart, and what comes out of your heart comes out of your mouth. Right. And that's what defiles a person. Is what comes what out. What comes out is what defiles. Yeah, what yeah. Jesus is saying. So it was it was cool in that sense to really um, just acknowledge the fact that what we see is so powerful, and that we see that you know the class is specifically talking about movies and how they impact us, and therefore that can be applied to everything that we see and or watch. Um, but that was a subject that came up. It's like, are you going to put yourself in a compromising position by watching something that, you know, you might have tendencies to struggle with, you know? And like, we don't, we don't pick our struggles. It's like someone might be able to watch something that I might struggle with to some degree, but also someone might struggle with, drinking or something like that and i don't have a problem just getting like a drink i'm not like craving for the next one right so it's like you it's a journey of like finding out what you're struggling with and how to like combat that um which is really good and a concept that we kind of got to talking about discipline and like self-denial but um yeah it's a good thought totally getting off track from what we were trying to talk about here but I, I was just thinking about conversations that I've had and even like social media can be such a, like similarly to movies and similarly to TV shows, like who you follow impacts how you view life, yourself, your, your spouse, significant other, um, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. So don't pretend like you can follow like men. Don't pretend like you can follow like Kim Kardashian on Instagram 
and every other top supermodel that you think is hot right or any other girls that are posting pictures to try and crave attention and dressing immodestly and then turn around and not struggle with pornography mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we went there this morning it's good it's true who you follow yep. who you follow on instagram even if it's like soft pornography even if it's like like just people posting attention seeking pictures like why are you following them if you value where your eyes are placed, and if you value your sisters in Christ, mm-hmm. why are you encouraging that? Because it's so destructive. Yep. And it does have an impact on our sisters. Not only has it, does it have an impact on you, but it makes your sisters think that to, to get guys to like them, that they have to do those things. Mm-hmm. And that they have to put their body up for yeah. sale on Instagram. Dress a certain way or, or act TikTok. a certain way. Yep. Or TikTok. And, and if... if your algorithm keeps pumping things to you that are immodest, get off the platform mm-hmm. or make a new account, reset your algorithm, unfollow everybody and do everything you can to ignore. It. And if it's still a problem, get off the platform. Right. Because your, your holiness is worth more than your entertainment. That's good. Super good. Just a thought. No, it's, <laughs> that's, that's extremely accurate and extremely good and convicting. Um, it's something that I've struggled with. I know you've struggled with too. And it's like, there's things that you have to, you have to make that call like for you. And it has to, you know, come from that place of conviction. Like, like if you, we've talked about this before, but if you don't agree on truth, then, you know, you're not going to do that. I mean, it's like a cliche saying, like, if you wouldn't want your pastor to see, you know, like that thing, but really think about this guys, like, the God of the universe is in the secret place with you at all times, right? This, this is not just for social media. This is for like integrity in general. Like if you would be embarrassed about your mom scrolling through your Instagram, why would you not be embarrassed about the creator of the universe who calls you to be holy watching you like linger a little bit on that video or even like put yourself at risk? Yep. You know, like, and I think that comes with a mindfulness of, of communing with God throughout your day. And we, like we obviously like, that's a bigger conversation of like, what does that look like? How do you do that? Yeah. Are you praying fervently and constantly? But I don't know. Just, just think about that. That's like, I don't, I don't even necessarily want to like, I mean, unless you have something like Mm -hmm. that, it just came up in my heart because that's that's something that I think that, even just thinking about the topic that you were talking to me about, like how your phone stifling your creativity, like our phones are great tools, but they're also like a gateway to like, there's a great responsibility with that thing in your oh. hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And too many Christian brothers are struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. Too many. That's like 90%. It's crazy. It's crazy. I've struggled with it in the past. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, I know like, I'm honestly like, and, and it's been a new experience not to be struggling with it and to be married. And it's been amazing and I'm sure. praising the, the Lord, but it's not because I'm like on my phone all the time. And if I, and if I put myself in situations to fail, then I probably would. Right. I'm not infallible. But I think that like, it's so taboo for like, for men to like, for, for like men to call out other guys and say like, you guys need to be responsible for what you're doing. And it's not just like, don't watch pornography, 
there are so many steps that take you to that point, especially once you're there. Mm-hmm. You got to be so proactive against it. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? And and then I see the 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 opposite response is anxiety in our sisters. Mm-hmm. And not feeling valued unless they're dressing immodestly to freaking church events, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like showing up at a worship night and being like, I don't think I don't feel comfortable with the way that people are dressed here. Right. It's not about like, it's not about me telling you what to do. It's about like protecting your bodies for God. Right. Well, and treasuring that and giving that to someone who's going to earn it. There was a, I can't remember if I can find it, we'll link it in the show notes, but there was a uh, a post talking about modesty. I think I sent it to you. Uh, I'll see if I can find it here. But essentially, it was talking about this idea that it was it was a metaphor of like comparing like a woman's body to like a mine or something like that, and it's like or a diamond, and it was like to get to the diamond, there's so much digging and unearthing and and developing um and processing where you don't just give that to someone like it's a journey like you want that person to get to know you and really develop like an intimate like relationship and you don't just like give it away for free like and this goes back to like bodies being a temple um but it's like and being a part of our souls like body and soul being connected yes you know and and like the whole philosophy of culture Oh, I can I can go hook up with that person. It's just sex. It's not spiritual. Yep. It doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Bullcrap. It's soul tie. It affects you, right? I found it. Whether you're numb or like, you can numb yourself to it. Oh, for sure. But that's an effect. Absolutely. <laughs> um, this is a post, and we can link it in the show notes. But it's titled "Ladies Dress Decently." Um. It was a lady arriving at a meeting. This is what her. This is what the boss told her. Um, everything that God made is valuable in this world. It is well covered and hard to see. Um, it is well covered and hard to see, hard to find and get. Where do you find diamonds deep down in the ground, covered and protected? Where do you find the biggest Philippine pearls deep down at the bottom? of the Palawan ocean covered up and protected in a beautiful shell. Where do you find gold way down in the mine covered with layers of rock? And to get them, you have to work hard and dig deep down to get them. He looked at her with serious eyes and said, your body is sacred and unique. You are far more precious than diamonds, pearls, and gold, and your body should be well covered too. So he added, if you keep your treasured mineral just like diamonds, pearls, and gold deeply covered up a reputable, a reputable mining organization with the requisite machinery will fly down and conduct years of extensive exploration. First, they will contact your government, family, sign professional contracts, wedding, and mine you professionally, a legal marriage. But if you leave your precious minerals uncovered on the surface of the earth, you will always attract a lot of illegal miners to come and mine you illegally. Everybody will just pick up their crude instrument and just have a dig on you just freely like that. Keep your bodies deeply covered so that we'll invite professional miners to chase you. Let us all encourage our sisters, daughters, wives, and friends to dress well. 
decently. That's so unpopular. I love it. Yeah. Man, don't love that. It's unpopular. I just, it's just so good. The metaphor is extremely accurate. It's so vivid. Yeah. That's like PG-13. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We need a rating on this episode. (laughs) Explicit. (laughs) We should have done like a parents. This is like Song of of Solomon. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, it's kind of cool. And for me personally, I like, I think this topic is just so fresh. Um, Watched a video uh, the other day. Um, actually yesterday and I texted it to you and uh, it's talking about your phone killing your creativity. Um, But even I've just been like recently convicted of not even that, but just like the amount of time like I spend on my phone. Um, And I think that's why this video hit me so hard. But um, I just having done like a social media fast in January it's so crazy how old habits just die hard because it's so easy just to get back in the groove of it. And like, even in this conversation, like right now, uh, it's like, I, I, I want to like, just get so much better at that than I already am. Like, so like the journey has been incredible for me personally, having struggled with pornography and things like that. And to get to where I am now, it's taken a lot of work. And that's the idea of sanctification, which is so good. Um, And I also want to say this to anyone listening that is struggling with this. uh, Put your struggle on the Lord's time and on his timetable. Um, A, he's got it. He's bigger than it. He's already won. But if you're struggling with this and it's time after time and you can even just see like the tiniest minuscule of progress whether that's a day or a couple days or whatever keep going uh it's it's so easy to discount yourself um and it's like god can take that away like in an instant but oftentimes i think what the lord does is he wants us to lean on him and he wants us to trust him so he very, very slowly takes it away. I remember a professor at Cornerstone in a spiritual formation class was talking about this exact thing. And it actually, after I heard it, I started seeing a lot of freedom in it because I was able to understand the Lord and be able to give myself more grace through it. But it's this idea that our vices and the things that we have, our bad habits or our sin habits, there are vices and they've developed and they've gotten there over a period of time. And so I, this is the metaphor that I always use, but God isn't like your rich dad um, that just makes your problems like instantly go away. Uh, he wants our trust. He wants our deep dependence and reliance on him. And so if he was to just make that go away, you would just kind of move on to the next thing. It's just like, you know, saving up for something. It's like, if you just get it, you don't really appreciate the value of it. Um, and I think the Lord wants us to a appreciate a relationship with him, but also like just know him intimately and deeply. And so I think he does that by taking our vices away slowly as we learn to lean more and more and more on him through that process. I think pride has a really big impact on this whole discussion too. Like, and on every discussion probably, right? Like we're all prideful, but 
as far as like struggling with something like continuously, it's really hard to admit. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know? Well, and in the, in the Christian culture too. You want to like, especially now because it's all about breaking chains and like encounters, you right. know? Right. And you're like, am I really a Christian if I still struggle with this tomorrow? Right. And, and I think we see and we hear the stories and praise God of people being set free from things in an instant. Uh, because the Lord is good and he can do that and praise be to him. But I almost think what's even more valuable is going through the process and learning and digging and developing a deep rooted and a deeply, you know, deeply cultivating a relationship with him through bringing your struggles to him time and time again. And each time you understand a deeper facet of his grace and mercy. I think of Israel. And I think of the Lord's people and the journey that they walk with the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout this, the story of the Bible, specifically thinking back to the passage that Tim Sullivan preached when we were leading worship at a youth retreat, he was, it still sticks in my mind. He was saying that the Lord doesn't just want to give you and provide for you. He doesn't Mm -hmm. just want to provide for you. He wants to shape you when he's doing it, you know? And so in that same vein, thinking about the Israelites being, brought out of slavery and then wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Like the Lord was working on their hearts. Right. He wasn't like, yes, he wanted their holiness, but he was working on the hearts in the process and it mattered the way in which they got holy. Yeah. And it, and it was a, and it was a relationship and it was built on trust in the Lord. It wasn't built on the Lord just coming in and like making it fixed. Cause what would have happened to the Israel? Like in, in the same, we can apply this all to our lives, right? Mm-hmm. What would have happened? If God just came in and like, killed all the Egyptians, freed them from slavery, like in an instant, which he's fully capable of doing. Right. Immediately placed them in a promise. Like they had to walk there through the desert. Right. Over years. Over years. Generations didn't make it because they, because they sinned against the Lord and were grumbling. Like, right. like there was so much God was working on their attitudes in the process. Yeah. Not just trying to fix a problem like you were saying. And so, right. Yeah. And I think in the same thing, like, like we can't expect the Lord to do that. Right. We just can't. It's un. It's unfair. It's not true to his character. Mm-hmm. He can. Mm-hmm. If you think he's not able, that's false. He's mm-hmm. able. Right. But don't pretend like the Lord cares more about you, like getting what you want and be in mm-hmm. being prideful about that. Like the Lord just set me free, and like guys, that's not who I'm am anymore. Like I don't want you to view me as like someone who likes to watch pornography anymore. Like the Lord just broke that for me, and I promise I'm not going to do it again. Like, and you're probably like in your own might saying like, yeah, like I'm going to be like in the Bible, I'm going to be doing all these things. Like you're not saying like the Lord. It's under your willpower. It's under your willpower. Like, are you surrendering? Because like, I feel like a true surrender to the Lord is like, I will wait on you, Father. Mm -hmm. It's not like, and like, like you said, like the Lord can break your chains. But man, like how many times have people claimed that? And then the, the next day, like we, we go back to like a dog returning to our vomit. We return to our sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be a constant surrender, a constant humility towards the father saying like, Lord, I'm yours and I want to be yours every day. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to mess this up at every opportunity. So that, that is where the discipline comes into play too. And that's where like the spiritual discipline, like being in the word, mm-hmm. praying, filling your mind, not only like, and this is what maybe more alluding to what I was saying earlier too, not only not watching pornography, filling it with the good things, the right things. Yeah. But look at your sisters correctly too. Mm-hmm. 
like there's like it's no better to be porn porn free and to be lusting after women still right to have lust in your heart right that's what jesus was saying he's like yeah, you've already hand. committed adultery in your heart yep and his standard is the heart so if you think you've won that battle great god doesn't care if you're looking at your sister wrong or if you're watching pornography mm-hmm. by all means <laughs> don't watch pornography right and you you know, but the heart behind that is to say that you're still equally f- falling before the Father, and obviously you got to handle the big things before you can get to the small things. Yep. So don't get me wrong; like I'm not saying you gotta worry about lust in your heart towards like other people. Um, before you just stop watching pornography, like stop watching pornography first, even yep. if you're lusting. Yep. But if you don't fix your lust problem, it's going to be temporary for sure. Especially if you've been there before, especially mm-hmm. if you struggle with pornography, especially if you aren't being accountable, especially if you're not filling your mind with things above and things that are pure and right and honorable, right? Mm-hmm. So handle those big things, right? Like if you're a drug addict, stop taking drugs, but also then figure out where that's coming from right? and and, and go there. And I don't even know how we got here, man, but that's good. I, uh, it's, it's what the Lord wanted today. Um, another thing just to encourage some people out there is um, the Lord will like, when we look at you were, you know, we have these big things and then other things that follow it as far as habits of sin and things that we can work on. It's so easy to get overwhelmed and then just shut down because we look at all of the things that are wrong and all of the sin and we go, can't fix it all. How in the world am I supposed to fix all of this? And one of the things that I remember hearing again from, I think it was the same professor is the Lord only puts his finger on like one thing at a time that you need to like attack. It's just like you were saying earlier. It's like you are like, Nate is very focused like on one thing like at a time. And I think if we apply that to our spiritual walk, that's when we start seeing victories. A lot of small steps. Yes. And, and, this is so funny, but it's like reminding me of audio. Like one of the biggest things that mixers do and mastering people do, like the best of them, they're not doing a lot of like a small, a few big changes. They're doing a ton of small changes. Right. And I feel like that that is actually probably like thinking about that concept. Probably true to most successful, quote unquote, successful people in any field. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've never really realized that until now, but a lot of small changes equals sustainable big changes. It's like diversifying your efforts, right? For sure. Like, oh, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. I'm just going to do this massive change versus I'm going to do one little thing every day. And therefore, if I have one off day, my whole world isn't rocked. Right. Yep. That's kind of crazy. I was even thinking (laughs) about that. Like, I was editing photos the other day and I was like, man, I like... I was just thinking about how I can get better at like photo editing. And I was like, oh, like maybe like less is more. Like I love like adding film grain, but like if you add too much film grain, it looks like trash. <laughs> so the idea like literal trash, literally. Um, and so it's like, how can I do this even more tastefully? And coming back and, and looking at, you know, starting to more look at different photographers and how they do things. And the tweaks are like minuscule, like unless it's like some crazy grade on something, everything is 
is really like minimal adjustments, like in Lightroom, like literally moving your sliders like very minimally if you expose the picture correctly, right? Yeah. But it's you, like the, those small changes like add up. Um, I want to say this on the purity thing too that I've, I've heard from my close friends is purity in and of itself is the direction that you're traveling. Like even like the Israelites, like being in the desert like that time, like they weren't all pure uh, or whatever other kind of idea that coincides with that. They weren't all like fully holy. It's like for us in, in the nature that we live in a world like tainted by sin, the idea of purity is the direction that you're traveling and it's, it's moving in that direction. That is purity. It's not the end goal because we're never going to get there in this lifetime. So purity in and of itself is the way that we're moving and pursuing it. That's purity and running after the father's heart. Um, because I think oftentimes we go, I need to check this off and do this and get this fully out. Like it's never fully going to go away. Like uh, even having conversations with Logan and I'm sure you can attest to this. It's like, it doesn't instantly fix itself when you get married. Like if anything, it becomes more harder. You know, and it's like you do have a, a helper, uh, but temptation doesn't just magically go away. Like when you get married, like temptation still exists. The Lord isn't tempting you. It's the reality of our broken world. And you aren't sinning by being tempted. Correct. I will say this too. Like, don't put guilt on yourself because this is something that Satan wants you to do. Jesus was perfect and he was tempted. The times we know of, he was tempted in the desert and like these, but I'm I'm sure there were other times. He was fully man. Yep. Right? It's I'm a, sure he was tempted to lust. The desert is uh, Matthew 4. Yeah. I'm sure he was tempted for other things, guys. Like, so the fact you're tempted, don't be down on yourself. But you are fully responsible for what you do with your temptation. Mm-hmm. Fully responsible for it. Yep. The other thing, uh, and I, I love Matthew 4, but... Jesus is tempted three times in that story. Each time, Jesus refutes the temptation with the word, with the word of God. Um, And so... The sword. Yeah, the sword of the spirit. And uh, it's actually also cool in Ephesians 6, that is the only offensive weapon listed in scripture is the word. Everything else is armor and the word... Um, strikes back it's it's our weapon it's it's what we use to fight against to hold off um and so take that as encouragement and something that i've i've had thoughts about before too is like i don't want i don't want to i don't want to only be playing defense uh against the enemy uh where Yes, we like have all of this armor and we even have a shield to extinguish the flaming arrows. I forget what that is metaphorically tied to, but um, I don't. I was, I, just thinking, I was thinking of Minecraft. I was just. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> I, uh, it's like I had that thought. I was like, we have an offensive like weapon, but I feel like I'm just waiting around until I get tempted to like refute it and like do something it's like how about i play some offense and how about i don't watch that movie or how about i don't 
you know, stay up too late on my phone or, or don't do this or don't do that and set, set yourself up. Don't put yourself in a compromising position. That's playing offense. That's, that's getting on the other side of, um, you know, the enemy. And because if you just sit and you wait, like, yeah, like you can hold out, but the Lord has given us his word for a reason. We can be swinging ahead of time. We can, we can be ready for that. So good, man. Get me pumped up over here. I, how's your coffee doing? I'm, I'm, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> We've been out for a little while, but as far as final thoughts go, I think that the call here that I'm sensing between this conversation, the takeaway is for proactivity in general, right? Like Mm -hmm. proactivity against sin in our lives. Yeah. You know, and that's like, there might, this, this episode, obviously we kind of just talked more casually as far as theme goes, but the common thread here, the common thread talking about like for, for men, proactivity, offense against the devil, preparing yourself, sharpening your sword, Mm -hmm. getting in the word, so that when temptation comes, it's sliced in two, mm-hmm. and it's not even, it's like Fruit Ninja. <laughs> I'm going to go download Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Don't get addicted, guys. Get off your phones. <laughs> get, off, get off your phones. <laughs> um, for, for women, um, in, the, in, the, in the topic that we were talking about before of purity, like that, you need to be proactive too. And I know this is tough because you feel like you know, and the, and the topic that comes up so much is like, oh, it's not my fault. It's just my brother's faults that they're, that they're lusting after me, you know? And, and I saw a really good idea um, posted by, I don't remember who it was posted by. I can't even cite the source, but it was saying that it was a, a woman posted this and said, I dress modestly because if I dress modestly and a man lusts, lusts after me, he's judged by God. If I dressed immodestly and a man lusts after me, we're both judged by God. Hmm. So wow. if you dress immodestly, you're sharing in the sin of lust. Hmm. You're sharing in the sin of, you know, that the, the judgment of God against that. Hmm. Because you, if you know it, you know, and, and there's something to be said too, like, especially for new sisters, like there's a learning process here, right? And that needs to come from women to women of teaching them how to be godly women. Right? Like that's a bigger conversation mm-hmm. that women need to have with each other. Discipleship. Discipleship. But for us men, our responsibility is to be proactive on our phones, to be proactive in the word, filling our minds with things above. Like you're the one who needs to decide what that looks like in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are objectively good and bad things for you, yes. But we're not here to babysit you or to tell you that that show is, a, is too raunchy for you to watch. But search your heart. And pray about it. Yep. If it's hard to pray about a TV show you're watching, you might not want to be watching it, even if it's not necessarily bad. If it's hard to if it's hard to dwell on those topics without feeling like you're icky, you probably shouldn't be doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and the, those those get into the subtle things, but but a lot of little steps equal one big outcome. Mm-hmm. And so to to change a big outcome, do a lot of little things. Don't try to just don't try to just have a moment and everything's different. Yep. 
the things you can control are the little things. Yep. So I guess, I don't know, that's like my final encouragement is that's good. be proactive. That's good. I uh, There's a video that we'll link that we didn't touch on uh, talking about, um, it was made, oh, I forget what his name is, um, but this creator on YouTube, um, he uh, he made this video about his phone killing his creativity. Eric Floberg. Dude makes gorgeous content, but um, it's a super well done video. And, um, it, it's talking about just that. And so, um, I encourage you guys to watch it. Um, even if you're not necessarily, you wouldn't label yourself as a creative, there's some really good takeaways from it, but we're all me, creatives. True. Um, for me, I was noticing that exact trend in, in my creativity and in my work and stuff. Um, and so one of the things that he heard from a podcast that he was listening to is this guy um, talking about checking your phone. He doesn't check his phone an hour after he wakes up. He doesn't check his phone going to the bathroom. Um, he doesn't check his phone when he's standing up or walking anywhere or mobile. And he doesn't check his phone an hour uh, before he goes to bed. And it was just, it was cool. Like I've done phone fast and social media fast and stuff before but to have that as a general principle like for a long time i think would be super good so i am going to ex- kind of accept this thing and then in two weeks i'm going to talk about it i also would encourage you guys to not be on your phones in meal times that too that yeah. might be another thing That's just good. like thinking about one practical idea yeah. especially if you're um, with other people it's while you're good. eating but i think in general because that's another really common sure. time to be scrolling through instagram is while you're eating your bowl of cereal in the morning yep. that's good or whatever like yeah and it's i think it's uh you know it's a good way to uh have it in moderation right it's like everything in moderation and so i think i i think it would be cool uh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna try to do this for two weeks i'll do it too i'll do it too yeah and we'll come back um in two weeks and talk about uh very just briefly give an update see how it's going and encourage all of y'all if, if you're willing or try it with it, us while you hear this yeah if you feel convicted and want to join in um or just want to try it join join with us this reminds me of a principle my mom had to instill in me because i was a crazy kid <laughs> <laughs> um setting up guardrails in your life keep you from falling off the edge mm. right and she was talking to about a lot of variety of sin. Like for me, it was like disrespect or like all these other things or even just lust and sin, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when you fall and you're close to the edge, right? You fall off the edge. When you fall and you're far from the edge, you just fall down and you can get back up, right? right? So part of for the why the reason that that is, is effective is it's actually taking a choice away. Right. Like that you aren't even having to struggle with a choice anymore. Yep. It's just, you know, this is right or wrong and this is, this is just what I don't do. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason that's so powerful i think to say like to to outline specific things that you're going to not do and that are rules for you they actually give you freedom within those and that's like part of even just the general idea of like the bible and what it's telling you like rules that are good for your life right um in a similar way when you set up guardrails you're actually protecting yourself from yourself Mm -hmm. And therefore like the temptation isn't there. You're just like, that's just what I I just don't do it. Like, Mm -hmm. and and if it does, if it is within these guidelines, if they're good guidelines, then it's good. 
And mm-hmm. if, if not, it's bad. Yeah. And it's just easy. <laughs> well, we, we as humans always, whether it's with purity or anything else, we always play the game of how close to the line can we get? How far is too far with my girlfriend? How, like, and it's like, at the end of the day, if we take a step back, it's like, why, why do we want to be close to the line? Why in the world do we... How far can we get from the line? How yeah. about that? It's like, I don't want to be right next to the line. I want to be way back here. <laughs> like, I, there's no reason for me to be right here. Why am I? Why do I want to push the envelope? How close can I get to sin without disobeying God? Not right. how do I best obey God? Right. And I think it. I think it. That is a concept of I want God, but I also want part of the world, and not be fully set apart. So we want to push that hey continuously. Guys, hey guys, be godly. Don't be of the world. Be of be of the Lord. Mm-hmm. We are not of this world. We are in it. And we look forward to the day that Jesus comes back. Amen. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time.